International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to the short version of Series 20, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 African Cup, played in Ivory Coast in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group A, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kira. This is Series 20 of our MediaCast. It's the short version of the same series, Series 20, which looks at the groups and teams for the 2023 African Nations Cup. Even though it's titled that way, it actually takes place in January 2024. Yes, and this is Group A, which includes Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. In the short version here, uh, we are replacing parts one and two of the full-length version with a short summary of each team's history and a look at their recent form. In the full-length version, Connor and Kevin introduced the teams in part one with some information about each country's location, population, and so on. And part two is a history of each team with a deep dive into African Cup Finals history. They then look into performances in recent tournaments and end with an overview of the players. Yeah, so in this media cast, we're going to tag on part three from the full-length version, which is Connor and my discussion of the prospects of each team. So if this short version grabs your interest, keep an eye out for the full-length version and players version that will come out later in 2023. Yeah, and we're also working on Series 19, which is on the groups, teams, and players of the AFC Asian Cup. And we have published a short and long version of the groups and teams uh, media cast and are in the process of publishing a look at the players of each team. So uh, besides that, we've also started our series on qualifying for the 2026 World Cup. So check the show notes for uh, links to those. Okay, so without delay, let's get into the four teams of Group A of the African Cup Finals. All right, well, let's begin with the uh, Ivory Coast, and I'm going to handle the uh, summary, and then you'll do the recent form, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, in terms of their overall strength, Ivory Coast enjoyed a period of top-tier strength in Africa from 2006 to 2015. There, they reached the World Cup three times in a row and finished in the top two in the African Cup in three out of six tournaments, um, and at least passing the group stage in all of them. They won the title at the very end of this period, repeating their first title win in 1992. So that, uh, that recent title was 2015. That period and 1965 to 70 were also uh, periods of relative strength, but they were shorter and were not reflected by successful World Cup campaigns. Outside of those periods, though, Ivory Coast has been a fairly consistent second tier team, usually reaching the African Cup, but doing well to pass the group stage. Outside of their World Cup appearances, their, campaign, uh, their campaigns that came close to reaching the Cup were connected to their strong periods, falling just short in 1994 and in 2018. In looking at their recent performance, even before winning the African Cup in 2015, 
members of the golden generation that had led a period of success over the previous 10 years were retiring. The team went into a period of decline, failing in 2017 to pa pass the group stage of the African Cup for the first time since 2004, and failing to reach the 2018 World Cup after three successful bids. But while they showed some recovery in African Cup, passing the group stage in 2019 and 2021, they fell even further from World Cup qualification in 2022. All right, so that's our quick look at Ivory Coast, and we turn our attention to Nigeria. So uh, in terms of their overall strength, Nigeria is a top team in Africa, though with a few weak periods or lapses. Uh, they made no mark for the first 15 years of African Cup play, but from 1976 onwards did not go more than three cups without at least a third place finish, winning three titles in 1980, 1994 and 2013. Their biggest laps actually surrounded that uh, 2013 title, failing to qualify for three cups, uh, uh, three cups surrounding that win. World Cup play uh, only saw that form from 1994, but from that time they reached six out of seven tournaments and they passed the group stage in three of them. Um, in their recent performance, Wild Inconsistency from 2012 to 2017, as you mentioned, saw them miss three cups of four, but win the one they did reach in 2013. They have been more consistent since then with solid qualification runs and a third place finish in the 2019 African Cup. But in 2021 and 2022, good runs finished with a whimper. Losing to Tunisia after a strong group stage in the 2021 African Cup was a disappointing round of 16 finish and failing to reach the World Cup despite being heavy favorites over struggling Ghana in the final playoff for the 2022 World Cup meant missing only their second World Cup since 1994. All right, let's move on to our third team, Equatorial Guinea. And Equatorial Guinea is a third tier team uh, with an early period of fourth tier results and recent flashes of second tier. They were knocked out at the first round, uh, usually a preliminary, in their first few campaigns, which is a record uh, like that of a fourth-tier team. From 2014, they have passed the preliminary round and improved their performances, but only once did it approach that of a second-tier team. They did not reach an African Cup until 2012, and even then, as in 2015, they earned their passage by hosting. Only in 2021, after the uh, Cup had expanded from 16 to 24 teams, did they earn their passage. In the Cups, however, they have behaved as a second-tier team, uh, passing the group stage all three times, with a fourth-place finish in 2015, their best result. At the local level, they've shown flashes of strength in their Central African group, uh, at times when they looked weak in the bigger competition. They won the local cup in 2006 and took second place in 2009. Yeah, as you mentioned, their success in, in 2012 and 2015 African Cups was certainly aided by their hosting. And it also came with the accusations of using illegal Brazilian imports. It was to be expected they would not reach the heights of passing the group stage but failing to qualify for the next two tournaments, especially in 2019, where the tournament expanded to 24 teams, was a disappointment. 
but they have come back into forum and not only successfully qualifying for the African Cup in 2021, but again passing the group stage and by putting in a much more competitive performance in World Cup 2022 qualifying, even if the result was the same as in the previous two campaigns. Okay, and our last team is uh, Guinea-Bissau, so we'll start with just a summary uh, of their strength and history. So Guinea-Bissau is a fourth-tier team that has recently improved to a third-tier level. Only recently did they pass a preliminary round of World Cup qualifying, having fallen at that stage in their first six campaigns. In African Cup play, after completing their first qualification in 1994, it took until 2010 to complete their second. They were uncompetitive there until 2015. It was a surprise when they reached the Cup in 2017, but they established their third-tier status by reaching it in the following four editions. Uh, that fully establishes their rise to a third-tier status. In looking at their recent performance, their 2017 African Cup qualification seemed a flash in the pan for a team that was otherwise very weak and remained so in World Cup qualifications even in 2018. However, reaching the African Cup again in 2019, once again at the expense of top seed Zambia, showed that it was not a one-off success. That they did it again in 2021 and 2023 as well as outperforming Guinea and Sudan in 2022 World Cup qualifying, um, which was their first competitive World Cup campaign, establishes the current team as, or the current time as a legitimately strong period. Okay, that brings us to the end of the summaries and the uh, look at the recent forms of the teams. Now we pass you over to Connor and Kevin's discussion of the prospects of the teams. Okay, well, let's uh, begin the discussion with Ivory Coast. Uh, 21 points ahead in, oh, sorry, uh, 19 points behind in FIFA ranking, but eight points ahead in FIFA rankings. What do you make of that? Um, perhaps it matches a little bit my confusion as to who actually the stronger team is. Um, you know, the, the discrepancy really for me is the unusual thing, um, you know, in, in those two ranking systems. Um, I have to say I probably lean slightly towards Nigeria being the stronger team, which reflects their FIFA ranking. But Ivory Coast being at home, um, you know, is certainly an advantage. So I'm kind of torn, but what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you said when you were uh, talking about the ELO rankings that you're not really sure uh, why Nigeria have kind of dropped over the over the past little while in general i agree with you that nigeria is a stronger team so a rare case where i agree with the fifa rankings more uh, i wonder if they're losing a lot of points on things like that loss at home to guinea bissau and uh, they have had a few lapses like that they i think lost at home to central african republic and the 4-4 tie with sierra leone uh, stuff like that i wonder if that's what's damaging their rankings but uh, even in the bigger picture, I think lapses like that, um, even the laps against Ghana uh, in the World Cup qualifying, um, I think that could be really fatal here uh, against uh, uh, these two teams below who are well capable of taking points. I think if they lapse there, uh, it could be bad news. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, we've seen Equatorial Guinea in particular are a good tournament team. Um, 
Guinea-Bissau perhaps doing well in qualifying, but, you know, proving a little bit out of their depth at tournaments. Um, but still capable, of of course. Um, you know, the win in Nigeria proves them a capable team. Um, I do think Equatorial Guinea are a bit of a dark horse. They've kind of had that label for the last couple tournaments and, and done well by it. So, um, yeah, I think Equatorial Guinea on their day are capable of, of taking points from either of the two teams above them. And Guinea-Bissau potentially, but I see it a bit more unlikely. Yeah, I'll come back to that. Uh, but, yeah, going back to the top teams, um, do you think one of them is kind of more susceptible? I guess I'm kind of uh, arguing that Nigeria is maybe a little more susceptible to a lapse than uh, Ivory Guinea. Do you think that uh, is is significant? Um, potentially, uh, you know, in this tournament where, um, you know, you got two teams that I guess have proven they can be ups, you know, capable of upset. So a team prone to being upset, you know, you're kind of a little bit perhaps wary or more wary than you would be of the teams below. Um, I think Ivory Coast being at home will want to have a good showing in particular. Um, you know, they haven't quite topped the group, you know, so in recent times. So they are, you know, also dropping points in, in games they perhaps should be winning and have dropped points against teams that certainly, you know, should be beating like Lesotho. So I guess they're both they're both somewhat prone to it and um, they've got good teams below them that that could, you know, take points. Yeah, I mean, there's confusing arguments in, in both directions. Nigeria is very strong in the group stage of the previous African Cup, so if they show that form, uh, you know, may prove themselves the part one team here. Uh, as for the Ivory Coast, I mean, home advantage is really big, but it is, uh, I'm not sure how significant it is, but it is a, nonetheless an interesting fact that when they hosted in 1984, they dropped out at the group stage. So uh, not necessarily a uh, an advantage, but I think that's a bit of an outlying fact and uh, home advantage is uh, quite big. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the top, the battle for top place will be significant, um, you know, probably between I Ivory Coast and Nigeria. But I think the thing with the lapse and upset is, you know, by their nature, they're hard to predict. But, um, you know, I think it's it's possible, certainly in this group, um, even compared to other groups at this tournament. Yeah, yeah. And I, honestly, and I just want to add one detail to my talk of lapses, which is Nigeria missing three African Cups in a row, I, or, or three out of four African Cups uh, in the mid, mid-2010s. mid uh, You know, not to put too, point, too fine a point on it, but... Um, I think I I think the lapses thing is uh, is a potential Achilles heel for Nigeria. Uh, let's move on to the bottom teams and uh, the Iban Salvador uh, factor. <laughs> Whether he'll kind of uh, maybe earn a red card for one of these two teams, the top two teams. Yeah, it's always always possible. Um, I think at the the last tournament, Equatorial. Uh, um, Equatorial Guinea only conceded one goal through their opening four games, which included a round of 16. So they're a tough nut to crack. Um, you know, I may be able to frustrate um, Ivory Coast and Nigeria in particular. Um, I mean, they've kind of, as we said, they're a third-tier team who have recently played as a second-tier team, so playing above themselves. Um, you know, I think this is a obviously a difficult draw for them with two really strong teams. Um but uh, yeah, I think it's 
it's possible they could get a tie out of one of those games, which would pro- could help them a lot. And then they really probably need to get to beat Guinea-Bissau to give themselves a chance of getting out of this group, even as a third-place team. Yeah, I mean, my jokes uh, about Iban Salvador, uh, I mean, he kind of is the, the face of the fact that Equatorial Guinea, uh, Equatorial Guinea uh, can be a very tricky team and uh, could, could upset uh, teams at the top. If we uh, look at the kind of head-to-head between Equatorial Guinea and Guinea-Bissau, uh, we see them um, uh, 17 points apart in uh, FIFA and 25 points apart uh, in ELO, Equatorial Guinea looking the stronger team uh, in both cases. Um, and so you're uh, picking Equatorial Guinea uh, there as the stronger team? I am. And, and also their record at tournaments, I think, is another um, kind of checkbox in their favor. Um, you know, they've been to four tournaments in a row now. And, and um, or sorry, Guinea-Bissau have been to four tournaments in a row. Uh, but Equatorial Guinea, when they're at tournaments, tend to make a bit more of a mark. So um, that also kind of leans me in the direction of Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, definitely. We've kind of, uh, I think, established that they're almost like a second-tier team uh, when they're actually in tournaments. Uh, Whereas in tournaments, Guinea-Bissau, they have earned a single point every time, but we said uh, a little bit out of their league. So on the one hand, that would put them on the uh, bottom here. On the other hand, if they do take even a single point in this group, it could be uh, quite significant uh, in causing trouble enough for the team uh, that they take it off. Do you think it is uh, uh, in the cards for them to uh, steal a point here? Definitely in the cards. I think Equatorial Guinea is their their best chance of, of getting points. Less likely against Nigeria or Ivory Coast, but even in games they've lost in previous tournaments, they've been competitive and lost by single goal margin. So um, also proving good defensively, um, if lacking a bit going forward. So it's possible, but again, hard to predict. And, and definitely Equatorial Guinea will be their best chance for points. Yeah, that's it. On a game-to-game level, I think it's very hard to uh, predict. I certainly wouldn't be saying, uh, you know, um, they're going to tie or or beat Nigeria. Uh, in a broader scope, though, I think they, they could uh, surprisingly steal a point off a team. And same with Equatorial Guinea, could surprisingly take points off some of the top teams, which would change uh, the group quite a bit. Uh, but it's difficult to predict on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, and as I said right at the start, you have two pretty big, well-known teams facing two you know, smaller, lesser-known teams. I, I think people might look at this group and just say, oh, you know, it'll it'll be a clear battle for top two, or or it's going to be six points each for Nigeria and Ivory Coast. And I think I just we want to caution that that may not be the case. Yeah, I mean, we saw Algeria finish with one point at the bottom of their group uh, last time. So uh, and Ghana not making it past the group stage also. So uh, strange things can happen. They're not necessarily uh, to be predicted, but. Um, uh, you know, definitely they're not out of the realm of possibility either. And I think it's actually quite uh, quite possible uh, that the bottom teams will take a few points here and dictate matters at the top. Yeah.
Okay, well, that is enough discussion because I feel like you're dodging the issue. And so I would like you to actually come clean to the audience here and tell us how this group is going to end. Yeah, I, I do think Ivory Coast and Nigeria will ultimately be the top two. And I'm going to favor Ivory Coast with that home field advantage. Um, after that, I say Equatorial Guinea third. Um, I'd like to see them go through. They've been a, a fun tournament team in the past. And then Guinea-Bissau uh, in last place. All right. Well, definitely Equatorial Guinea would need to win that game over Guinea-Bissau, I think, to, uh, to pass through as a third-place team there. Uh, so that's an important game in that sense. Uh, I'm actually, oh man, this is so tough because I see arguments uh, both ways. I see Nigeria as the stronger team, uh, but I see Nigeria as a bit more prone to lapses than Ivory Coast. So uh, I'm going to be bold and, and say, um, uh, oh no, I'm saying the same thing as you. Uh, Ivory Coast, uh uh, to come out on top and Nigeria second. It could be either one. Uh, definitely, I think. No, not definitely. I think there's room for surprises in the African Cup. So I'd say I'd still kind of um, say Ivory Coast and Nigeria are going to be the top two, but I honestly wouldn't be shocked to see uh, an upset and uh, especially Equatorial Guinea maybe um uh, getting in the top two there. But again, it's something to be uh, not really to be predicted, but not really to be surprised by if it happens. So I'm the same as you, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea and Guinea-Bissau. In truth, I think I was uh, a bit more, a bit more um, uh, difficult to pin down <laughs> than you were there. Yeah. Well, interesting comments. Um, again, I think this will be an interesting group. We said at the outset that it, it could be an exciting group, and I think that will be the case. Yeah, I like your comment on saying, you know, I think um, uh, in a kind of a superficial view, uh, maybe uh, people looking at it will say, oh, no problem, Ivory Coast and Nigeria uh, passing and, and the two guineas having no chance. Uh, I think it's a bit more complex and interesting than that, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this group plays out. Yes. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. Wonderful background music accompanying this media cast.